knees, arms, fingers. He shook his head, a small smile on his face. Okay, then. I can't plan wars, I'm rotten at it, and I'm guessing I'd be a terrible cook. I've never tried, so... Never? You might have noticed the teams of people keeping you up to your neck in pastries. They happen to feed me as well. I giggled. I helped cook practically every meal at home. More, I demanded. What else are you bad at? He held me close, his brown eyes bright with a secret. Recently, I've discovered this one thing. Tell. It turns out, I'm absolutely terrible at staying away from you. It's a very serious problem. I smiled. Have you really tried? He pretended to think about it. Well, no, and don't expect me to start. We laughed quietly, holding on to each other. In these moments, it was so easy to picture this being the rest of my life. The rustle of leaves and grass announced that someone was coming. Even though our date was completely acceptable, I felt a little embarrassed and sat up quickly. Maxon followed suit as a guard made his way around the hedge to us. Your Majesty, he said with a bow. Sorry to intrude, sir, but it's really unwise to stay out this late for so long. The rebels could. Understood, Maxon said with a sigh. We'll be right in. The guard left us alone, and Maxon turned back to me. Another fault of mine. I'm losing patience with the rebels. I'm tired of dealing with them. He stood and offered me his hand. I took it, watching the sad frustration in his eyes. We'd been attacked twice by the rebels since the start of the selection, once by the simply disruptive northerners, and once by the deadly southerners. And even with my brief experience, I could understand his exhaustion. Maxon was picking up the blanket and shaking it out, clearly not happy that our night had been cut short. Hey, I said, urging him to face me. I had fun. He nodded. No, really, I said, walking over to him. He moved the blanket to one hand to wrap his free arm around me. We should do it again sometime. You can tell me which stars are which colors, because I seriously can't tell. Maxon gave me a sad smile. I wish things were easier sometimes, normal. I moved so I could wrap my arms around him, and as I did so, Maxon dropped the blanket to return the gesture. I hate to break it to you, your majesty, but even without the guards, you're far from normal. His expression lightened a bit, but was still serious. You'd like me more if I was. I know you find it hard to believe, but I really do like you the way you are. I just need more. Time. I know. And I'm prepared to give you that. I only wish I knew that you'd actually want to be with me when that time was over. I looked away. That wasn't something I could promise. I weighed Maxon and Aspen in my heart over and over, and neither of them ever had a true edge. Except maybe when I was alone with one of them, because at that moment, I was tempted to promise Maxon that I would be there for him in the end. But I couldn't. Maxon, I whispered, seeing how dejected he looked at my lack of an answer. I can't tell you that, but what I can tell you is that I want to be here. I want to know if there's a possibility for, for, 
I stammered, not sure how to put it. Us? Maxon guessed. I smiled, happy at how easily he understood me. Yes. I want to know if there's a possibility for us to be an us. He moved a lock of hair behind my shoulder. I think the odds are very high, he said matter-of-factly. I think so, too. Just time, okay? He nodded, looking happier. This was how I wanted to end our night, with hope. Well, and maybe one more thing. I bit my lip and leaned into Maxon, asking with my eyes. Without a second of hesitation, he bent to kiss me. It was warm and gentle, and it left me feeling adored and somehow aching for more. I could have stayed there for hours just to see if I could get enough of that feeling.